Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. You have Tracy Newman and Dan Bentley. And today we're really happy to be talking to you all about strategy. One of the things that we know is at this time of year, it's really common for people to sort of start closing off what have we done this calendar year and how's our plan going? What do we want to look forward towards the future? So we thought would be a really good opportunity to have a chat to you about some of the common mistakes that we see with all of the conversations that we have with people across the sector around their strategy. So really looking forward to this conversation, Dan. So do you want to just kick off with what's the first thing that we see that is a common mistake that people are making? Number one is all about they're quite often not being informed by the needs of their clients, the community and their employees. And what we mean by that is that sometimes the strategies can be developed by the board, maybe a few of the executive, and they get together and just kind of pull together just their own, I guess, experiences around where the organization should head. They might do something like a SWOT analysis or something like that, which is, you know, by all means a good tool. But what we're seeing, the organizations that do this really well is that their strategy is informed by people with lived experience and I guess evidence around where they need to head. And the organizations that do this create a much more effective and targeted strategic outcomes and make sure that their organization is heading in the right direction. I think a lot of boards put a lot of pressure on themselves to feel like they need to know all the answers when if you are able to involve the right types of people in your discussions and within that planning and creation of that, you are, you're going to get a better outcome because the, you know, the community and the people that you work with, they know what they need. Yeah. And I think sometimes one of the factors that feeds into that is time. It feels like it's a lot more efficient and effective to sort of have the right people in the room and spend that time and look into it deeply and do all of those activities and that analysis and then come up with your strategy and then move forward from there. Whilst that makes sense in terms of a time perspective, if you consider the time then to then go out and share it, make sure people understand it and any missteps you might make because you haven't really understood the needs of the people that that strategy is really designed for, well, then if you add all of that into that creation time, it really can actually save you time by making sure that you are centering, you know, the needs of the people that you're out to support. Oh, absolutely. And like, what's the cost of heading in the wrong direction. I'd also be thinking a bit about that too. You know, it's, yeah, I've saved ourselves maybe a couple of weeks in terms of getting this document done quickly, but if it's not the right direction and everything is flowing from your strategic plan and your, you know, your your overarching strategy, like what's the cost of the organization in guessing what that direction should be? I, I would be thinking if you're going to do it anywhere, this is the place that you really want to be starting because if you're heading in the wrong direction from the start, we see this a lot where we quite often are brought in by leaders of organizations to run like certain types of projects, co-design type projects often. And sometimes it almost goes against what the strategic plan is saying is the direction because that was created by the leaders of the organization and this is being created 
by people from the organization and people with lived experience or clients or stakeholders or whatever, right? And so you quite often get this disconnect because they're not coming from the same source of truth. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you're going to do one of those things, I'd almost say like, you know, really the strategy is the one where you're really going to get that right. Because everything, all your projects, where you're going to put your funding, you know, how you're going to operate, what people are going to be focused on, that's all coming from this. So you've got to get that right. You've got to have that ship pointed in the right direction, understanding the needs of our clients, the communities that we're there to support, what our employees need from us, all those sorts of things. That is going to give you the answers of where you should be heading. Absolutely. And, you know, it's that thing of more insights you collect from a broader perspective, the more you're likely to include things that, you know, three or four people in a room would never have thought of because, you know, we see that continually. Often it is those additional perspectives that bring insights to the table that are often really quick and easy and produce great outcomes. And, you know, through not capturing that information, you know, you really are at risk of missing out on some absolute gold. Yeah. This always takes me back to that example, Trace, of the community legal centre that we worked with a while ago who you know, we floated the idea of speaking to a few clients and they were kind of like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, why not? It sounds like a good idea. And just I remember the faces of people when those insights were shared and what we learned from those discussions with people just like, I just would never have thought that that would have been what they would say, you know, <laughs> like what we would need to think. And it just, the rest of that strategic planning process, I guess it went in a different direction than it would have if we hadn't have had those voices included. And it was amazing just to sort of see those board members and leaders of that organization just really go like, we've been working in this space for a long time. And that was just so interesting. I often think of that example, it happens a lot, but that particular one was great just because the reaction was really interesting. But yeah, that's just a further what you're saying. We're quite often shocked or we find interesting things that we didn't know. We don't know everything, no matter how long we've been in an organization and how much of an expert we believe we are. There's always something new to learn. And when we can learn that stuff, we can do something different about it. Oh, absolutely. It's just a perspective shift. And when you look at something from a different direction, you see things differently. So it's always great to include those perspectives nice and early so that you can include that in your strategy. The other one that we see is the goals are either not clear and they're not measurable or they're not meaningful. So what that can kind of look like on a strategic plan can be very vague goals, things that We've always kind of measured, so we're going to keep measuring them. Things that aren't even measurable <laughs> or very extremely hard to measure. We see lots of different variations of these. Is there any others, Trace, that you can think of that add to that? Yes. Sometimes what we actually include in our goals is we don't necessarily include what we really want to achieve, we include what's easy to measure as well. So, you know, there's kind of two sides to that coin. You really need to think about, well, what is it that you want to do and how can you measure it? Not what can we measure and okay, well, then let's have that be our goal because we need goals that are measurable or sometimes we have the opposite, like, oh, this is what we would love to do. Let's have that as our goal. Or oh, how are you going to measure it? Oh, we haven't thought that far ahead. Yeah. And you see this a lot too with like sometimes just like very vague wording, like we're going to make this thing better. What does that mean? Like if I'm reading that strategic plan and I'm sort of thinking, oh, geez, like where are we heading? That to me, it doesn't inspire me. It doesn't give me clarity around what sorts of activities I might need to do differently or improve to be able to achieve that. We've got to be really specific. And we talk a bit about this in other episodes around the importance of having like a mission and having goals that are ambitious because that's where innovation comes from. And I think 
it starts in the strategic planning process around getting really clear on what are those outcomes we need. And even if they are ambitious, understanding that's what we're aiming for, that's what we're going for, and then you can work your way backwards around, well, what would we need to do to get there? We just so often see that organizations are saying, oh, we want to do better, but their goals aren't saying that they need to do better. And so you're kind of like, well, it doesn't really match up. So I think that's where we see this being done well is that leaders are sort of setting goals that are ambitious. They're setting goals that are very clear. They're setting goals that are sort of time bound. You know, if you sort of think about all the smart goals principles, you know, it's an old framework, but a good one where it talks about making sure that they are ambitious, but also realistic, you know, all those sorts of things. And that you're going to have ways to be able to measure them. I think as well, like a a theory of change for any of these sorts of initiatives that you're going to be rolling out can really also help you to work backwards around, well, what is it, how are we actually going to measure some of the impacts that we're going to have if we are going to do these types of activities, et cetera, or even the other way, like if we want to get this goal, what activities are going to get us that goal? Doing that thinking, I think is really important at this point too. Absolutely. I think the risk is when you don't have that, you can end up measuring outputs versus impact. It's close. So sometimes it can look the same, but there is a really big difference between measuring impact versus measuring outcomes. And I guess on that point, one of the other things that we see regularly is corporate language versus human language. Sometimes when we're creating something like a strategy, we have this idea that it needs to be very businessy or very corporate-y or it's got to use that sort of type of language. However, if you think about it, your strategic document is really something that is designed to help people make choices every day. So you really want it to be in clear human language so that it's really accessible and people can read it and understand exactly what that on the strategic document translates into, well, how do I play a part of that every day? If you're loving what you're hearing on our podcast, you should join us for one of our live events where we cover how you can build a more innovative and impactful organization. We also have our very popular co-design for impact masterclass, where I'll teach you how to run your own co-design projects and how to set them up for success. Spots are limited. So grab your ticket to this and our other events at impactoconsulting.com.au slash events. Yeah, it's a good point, that one. And especially if you're putting this up on your website for the community to access, if this is in business language, corporate language, like you just said, Trace, most people are not going to have a clue what the hell that's trying to say, what you're doing. It just a lot of, you know, fancy words and numbers and tables, you know, where we've seen this done really well is when organizations are really thinking about how do we write this at a level where It still is professional, but it's in everyday language. There's a number of tools out there. You can even get yourself a copywriter who can help you with this, but putting it into a language where anyone with a certain level of education can read it. And if you can do that and avoid corporate jargon and unnecessarily obscure words and those sorts of things, then more people are going to be able to understand the essence and the philosophy and what you're really out there to achieve. And I think that's the idea of a strategy at the end of the day is, and especially if you are putting it on your website, is about communicating with these other people around what it is you're trying to do and where you're headed. So 
having that as an unaccessible document really doesn't make much sense. No, no, because really it is. It's a rallying cry, isn't it? It's that document that kind of brings everything together and brings people together because really, I mean, a strategy is a piece of paper. That's all it is. However, it's what people do with that piece of paper that really creates change and really makes a big difference across the organisation. The next one is around being stuck in the world of strategy with no clear actions on how to bring any of these initiatives or goals to life. Yeah, and I mean, look, they don't necessarily need to be included in the strategic document, but it does need to be really clear for people, okay, so, you know, what do I need to do to help bring that to life? How do I use our strategic intent to help me make really great quality decisions every day? Yeah, and it's when I think this is what we sometimes see is where we stay in that strategic mindset and we come up with these, they might be great pillars or initiatives and and we put them all out there and it's like, well, how are you actually bringing that to life? Or even more so, this is where we probably more often see it is that we get brought in to write a new strategy with an organization and part of that is reviewing their old one and we sort of have this discussion around, well, what did we and didn't we close off? And this is where we usually will see this. It's like, okay, all those strategic pillars or whatever you might want to call them still stand because there was never any action that linked them to doing anything with them. They were all just like the strategic directions that we all agreed on, but they were never brought to life. Quite often, they won't actually need to be changed. (laughs) We could just sort of, you know, go, all right, well, maybe this time what we need to do is try and work out how we're actually going to bring those to life and do something. And let's get a bit more specific on these. Let's bring them from that super, super high level and make them a little bit more, you know, let's work backwards from there and sort of make these uh, tangible, practical and something that you can implement and measure. And that can just be a win that we can get with organisations when we do that. Yeah. I think the other thing is that sometimes the work's not done to make sure that there's that really clear alignment right across the organisation. So, you know, you have your strategic goals and your pillars and then when it gets down to an individual level, people will be measured on something else. (laughs) And it's not clear how, you know, if I'm measured on X, that leads to Y in the strategy. Like they don't need to be the same, but there's got to be really clear linkages and I need to be able to understand and articulate, well, if I do this really well, that relates to this part of the strategy and that's how my role fits into the organization as a whole. You want to do the last one? Great. Yes. This one's my personal favorite. This is where we do that work and everybody will often talk about, oh, you know, I've got a strategic planning day and I've got this strategy session. And then they create this great document. They put it on the website. And then in another two years, they go through that same process again. And often people will be like, oh, I don't really see that we're getting a lot of value out of it. And, you know, to be fair, they're not getting a lot of value out of it because really it's like any tool. Uh, It's only as effective as if you're actually using it. A strategic plan doesn't change anything. The people using the strategic plan change everything. And so if you're not using it and you're not bringing it to life, then really it's not very effective at all. Yeah, like the document doesn't do anything (laughs) unless unless you implement it. And look, some people might be sitting there rolling their eyes going, well, Dan and Trace, everyone knows that. But we see this a lot and it is about taking that time to think about and like be purposeful in how you're going to bring it to life. and. Yeah, we've talked about this stuff on other episodes as well. There's plenty of other content if you want to go through the catalogue and have a look. But 
about bringing things to life. What's your communication strategy going to be around this strategy? How are you going to build it into your interactions that you have with people? How are you going to make sure that the strategy aligns across any of your reward frameworks and how you incentivize people and those sorts of things? Like you've got to do that thinking and you've got to live it. You know, once this thing is created, it's going to be a living and breathing document. It's going to be something that is the way that you work for that period. It's got to be the thing that you refer to every time you catch up. It's got to be the thing that you are linking and joining the dots for people on when you're talking as a leader in about change. It needs to be what everybody's heading towards. This is what a strategy is supposed to do and when it's done well, it does. It becomes that compass for the organization around like this is where we're heading and we need to be constantly looking at that compass to make sure that's the right direction right otherwise we might get lost there's a real art in that implementation side of things around that and and yeah the organizations that usually have a huge impact and do a really great job are the ones that are able to live their strategy not just like you said trace make a lovely pdf document chuck it on the website chuck it in the shared drive and then you know three years later when it comes up for renewal pull it back out and go oh or even no, the other one that we see that's probably more so like AGM, viewing it at the AGM and checking in on it is probably like the more common version. Like some, at least someone kind of looks at it then. <laughs> I mean, it's all different across different organizations, but that's something we see a lot. And if you can take that time to, to make that commitment, bring it to life, you're going to have huge differences. No matter what's on that, it's going to be better than doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think even just that continual review, it makes sure that with all strategic planning, with all forecasting, with all anticipation, it's never guaranteed that what you think is going to happen actually happens. If anything, over the last sort of two or three years, we've learned that the world can change very quickly. So if you're not continually referring back to your strategy and actually making sure, like, is this still the direction that we need to be going in? as the world changes quite quickly around us, it can start off as being really relevant and quite quickly become quite irrelevant if we're not continually looking at it and continually reviewing it and making sure that it is really fit for purpose still. Absolutely, things do change very quickly and will definitely continue to change very quickly. So... That's our common mistakes that we see happening really broadly across the sector. So, yeah, if you're writing those down, what we're talking about is that they're not informed by the needs of clients, employees, and the community. They've got goals that aren't clear, measurable, or meaningful. The language is very corporate and not really very human at all that sometimes we get stuck in that strategy and we don't have sort of clear actions and access points. The last one is they're not brought to life and they stay as a really pretty document, but they're not a tangible part of how you run your organization. Nice summary, Trace. Very good. Hey, it's great to share that with you all. Hopefully that's helpful if you are in the process or you're about to kick off your strategic planning process. Hopefully there's a few tips there that can help you make sure that you really stay on the right direction and create a strategy that's going to have a huge impact for your organization. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.